What's up, my dudes and babes of the world? I'm coming at you live from the babe capital of the world, the beautiful Madison, Mississippi, aka the Bricks. And I'm the host you love the most, Stanford Reed Parks. Welcome to Son of a Pitch. And boy, oh boy, do we have a great show for you today. Uh, it's a spectacular weekend on the field and even a better one off the field. And hey, I don't want to waste y'all's time, so let's hop right into it. Let's go the leadoff hitter. Let me tell y'all about how awesome I was this weekend. Let me go ahead and tell y'all. Spectacular things happened. That's why they call me Mr. Spectacular sometimes. Let's look her up. So this Saturday, I went to a wedding. My boy Defoe, he got hitched, a.k.a. the professor. Married the beautiful Alex Hill. The wedding was awesome. Had a great time. And, you know, we had some prop bets out for this wedding. We had a few prop bets out. First, we had the I Do Kiss, you know, the the mother of all kisses. We had the over-under at three and a half seconds. I took the over. I took the over, but it did go under. But, y'all, listen to this. I've never seen a kiss at a wedding where people were stop-watching, making sure what the official time was, and it was about 2.89 seconds, so I didn't miss that. And then we go to the garter catch. Where your boy was at plus 245 to catch the garter. But hey, sure enough, I had the second best odds. But your boy come out, comes out of nowhere, gets the garter, shoves the kid out of the way. Hey, because when there's money involved, I'm going to win. Y'all don't forget that. Y'all don't forget that. Then we had uh, also another prop bet. We had the number of bottle, wine bottles Nick Lieber, my boy Theo, would take from the bar at the reception. The over-under was at one and a half, and if you took the over, you are a winner again because my boy took three bottles from the bar, and that was a spectacular performance. And then we had the number of huggies I would get. It was at over-under 11 and a half. Hey, a lot of people were on the under, which I am baffled about because I had a took a record number of huggies at 21 Huggies is how many I ended up with on Sunday morning when I woke up, and it was spectacular. But hey, y'all, time for let me y'all to tell y'all what happened after. What happened after the wedding? I went and saw, went and met up with this girl. Previous arm I've seen before. Had a good experience, seen a lot of game film on her. And, you know, I got stepped up to the plate. I stepped up to the plate. She threw me one. Oh. Ball outside, ball outside. Then she decides to throw me a little all speed. She hangs it. She hangs the breaking ball. She hanged it. I banged it. I elevated. I celebrated. Put it on the board. Yes. That's right, my dudes and babes. Your boy got lucky this weekend. So congrats. Huge shout out to everybody who picked me to get lucky. Because you're the real winners this weekend. And I, hey, hey, I felt good at the plate. I felt comfortable. You know, look good, feel good, play good. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. Hey, and get this. The next morning, I only showed up 15 minutes late for church. Perfect timing to pass out the offertory plates to the congregation. (laughs) Y'all, that is called being awesome. I don't care who you are. If you go to a wedding, catch the garter, 
get 21 Huggies, drop a tank, and then show up to church only 15 minutes late to pass out the offering plates? <laughs> Look it up in the dictionary. Look it up in the Webster. Look up what being awesome is, and that's what it'll show. Boom. That's exactly it, baby. All right, next up I have for y'all today, next segment, moving on to Dude Talk, which is, as y'all know, what I saw from the dude, my biggest takeaways from the weekend, and hey, dog sweep, dog sweep, dog sweep, we're looking good, heading into SEC play this weekend, we finally get revenge on the main Black Bears, that embarrassing 9-7 to loss we had in football years back, which was... The worst thing that ever happened to me. I didn't get a hand job for about five months after that. An OTPH. They didn't even get a classic OTPH, Jay. An over-the-pants handy. I didn't even get one of those for months and months and months. But, hey, things change because the dogs sweep. And that's why, hey, that's why your boy got lucky. But, hey, let's look what I liked. Of course, Friday, Ethan Small looks spectacular yet again. He had another 10 strikeouts. But, and he, he finally threw his first two walks of the year. So he has about 40Ks, I think, on the year now to just two walks. Yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. And hey, old Westberg. Hey, Storm, your boy Westy finally gets on the, finally gets on the board with a home run. His first of the year. And hey, another thing, is Foxhole, is our pitching coach Foxhole a genius? Because Liebelt coming out of the pen is looking like a, looking like freaking a Rollis Chapman all of a sudden. Last year, I was, I would never, ever, ever want this guy to come in. But Foxhole all of a sudden has got this guy playing like a freaking, like he should be in the bigs. He looks spectacular. And then JT again for the win yet again. This isn't a sin. Hey, y'all like that little rhyme there, didn't y'all? I know y'all did. <laughs> But he had 8K, zero walks, looking spectacular. Colby White's another solid freshman arm. He's looking great. Uh, Skelton, now four bombs. Are you kidding me? Skelton has four bombs now. He had one all of last year. That's a big turnaround. That's big, and that's what the dogs need. They need more production uh, in the home run total, and they're getting a little bit more this year, I feel like. And then, hey, Marshall Gilbert, old Gibby. I think this guy needs to be our DH. I really do. Every time we put him in the lineup, he produces. He produ- He's a winner. He's going to do the little things it takes for the dogs to win. I mean, he's batting 400. Why shouldn't he be our DH? He definitely should. But, hey, great weekend from the dude. Dogs sweep. We take three. Sweep the black bears. They're traveling back up to Maine where it's probably like negative 10 degrees and the girls and the babes are all ugly. All right, all right, let's keep her moving, my dudes and babes. Let's keep her moving. New segment I have for y'all today. In honor of SEC play, finally going to be starting up this weekend. I have for y'all a little midseason awards. The midseason awards. If the season ended today, what? who would win each award in the SEC for the dogs? And, of course, I have my own awards off the field that I will be handing plaques to. They will be getting trophies. So let's see. Let's dive right into it. Let's first start with who the SEC Player of the Year would be if the season ended right now. And yes, I'm going with Thomas Dillard of Ole Miss. He's batting 434 with seven dingers and 20 
RBIs. I know you are thinking there's a lot of good players out there, and there are. It's a long season. I'm just saying right now, if the season ended today, he would be my front one, my front runner. Excuse me, and all up. Probably I'd have number two. I'd probably have Austin Martin, maybe a Vandy. He's been killing it as well. I think he's leading the SEC in average. All right, next award I have for y'all, the SEC Coach of the Year. Who would that be? And is it obvious? It's obviously Lamonis. Are you kidding me? He took it, taking the, uh, taking the dogs to a 15 and one start atop of the SEC. When the coaches predicted us to finish sixth in the West. Yes, that's why he's the SEC Coach of the Year right now. All right, now time for the Freshman of the Year. It's, uh, once again, it's obviously going to be JT again. 4-0 on the bump. He's got 32 Ks, only three walks with a 1.80 ERA, and the opponents are only batting 148 off him. That's why he's the SEC Freshman of the Year right now, and I think he will be in America probably at the end of the year. All right, who's been the biggest surprise team? Well, it's got to be, I know you're thinking maybe it's State. I want to give it to us, but I'm giving it to Tennessee just because I've never seen success from them like this before. They are 15-1. and They did finally get their loss, but they are top the SECs. State and, uh, State and Tennessee both have the best records, so that's why they're the biggest surprise. Now let's go to the biggest disappointment. I mean, Missouri's not been. I mean, Missouri. It's got to be Missouri just because they're nine and five. They don't look too great. I mean, why are they in the SEC? I'll never understand. They're not doing us any good. But Florida's also been a little disappointing to me as well. They're at thirteen and five. Also, a lot of games they should have won. They're a little bit, a little bit disappointing to me. Oh, one last, one last award. We got the SEC Pitcher of the Year right now. I have three candidates for you. You got Ethan Small, then Tanner Burns, and Asa Lacey of A&M. If the season ended right now, I'd have to give it to Asa. Asa Lacey, he's second in the SEC in ERA, second in the SEC in opponent batting average, and third in the SEC in strikeouts. That's why I'm giving him the small edge over Small and Burns. All right, now let's go to the Dogs Awards. Who's the Dogs MVP thus far? I know you're thinking, oh, blah, blah, blah. Could be, could be Westberg. Could be Tanner Allen. Y'all, don't overthink who our MVP is. It's the mayor of Starkville. It's Bangum. Mangum himself. He's got, he has too many clutch hits for us. He makes too many big plays. He's the captain. He's our commander. He's batting 333 with a 416 on base percentage. And he gets clutch hit after clutch hit. When the game's on the line, he is the guy we want up to play. All right? Let's say let's move on to who's the dog's rookie of the year thus far. And you already know this answer. It's once again JT. JT again, 4-0 record uh, with 25 innings pitch. He's been lights out. And who's been the dog's comeback player of the year thus far? And a lot of y'all might be thinking it's Foscue. I mean, uh, Westberg. But it is, in fact, Foscue. Let me tell you why. It let me tell you why. Foskey last year had batted 241 with three home runs. Right now he's batting 359. Already has five home runs. He already eclipsed last year. He had 20 RBIs last year. He's at 17 this year. He's already three away from that. I I know what you're, some people might be thinking Westberg, but actually I really expected Westberg to be shining like this. I did expect that. 
I did not expect this out of Fosky. I did not expect him to be this good, and I'm loving every single second of it. All right. Now, who on the dogs needs a slump buster? Who is struggling so bad they need a little help? They need to get out of the slump, a little slump busting, and, y'all, it's my boy Rowdy. It's got to be my boy Rowdy. He's only batting 186 with four RBIs. I, I mean, what is good? I don't know what's happening with him at the plate right now. Is anybody else? I know a lot of y'all are thinking maybe it's the glasses. He rocked glasses last year at the plate, and he absolutely killed it. He absolutely killed it. What did he bat last year? Last year he batted 321 with seven dingers. I mean, come on. Maybe it is the specs. And I'm, hey, maybe that's why we should call him the wild thing. I know y'all seen Major League when we got to bring in the wild thing off the uh, out of the pen, put on the put on the glasses, and all of a sudden he has the best command in the world. I mean, I might just have to start calling Rowdy the wild thing, but it's either that, it's either the specs, or my boy just needs a little slump buster. But hey, hey, I, my man Salty Mike told me the next time I got lucky is when Rowdy would start heating up from the plate. So I got lucky this past Saturday. So you might be thinking, you might be thinking, hey, Rowdy's about to start freaking getting a roll, rocking and rolling now. And I believe it. I believe it. All right. Now let's go to the midseason awards for off the field. Let's start with who's the Lord of Dinger City? Who's been the king? Who's been crushing the ball off the field? And well, if, it had, if, I, if the season ended today, it has to be my boy Kilo. It has to be my boy Kilo. He is, I, I'm never betting against this guy. He always produces off the field. And his performance against Southern in, at, when we played Southern Miss was incredible. Bulldog fans, y'all still, if y'all see my boy Kilo, y'all have to buy him a drink for that performance. It was legendary. He has about eight dingers on the year. He is crushing the ball. So that's why he's the Lord of Dinger City right now. Let's go to who's taking the fat, who's taking, who's our big lap taker this far, thus far. And y'all, it's got to be the SEC coaches. It's got to be. When you predict Mississippi State to finish sixth in the West, and now we're sixth in the country, or fifth in the country, whatever we are, (laughs) how dumb could they, how could they really have thought that? I mean, I really do think they thought Tiger Woods is a virgin if they thought that. I mean, that's a fact to me. They had, that's had to be their mindset. So the SEC coaches, y'all are the biggest lap taker thus far. And let's go to now who's the strikeout king, the midseason strikeout king. Well, I had my I have myself as this award just due to the first month, but hey, I he, I got lucky this past weekend, so you gotta think maybe I won't be at the end, but right now I do give it to me. Slump. That's why they call me slump, because I'm usually in a slump with the babes. Now let's go to who's the biggest what's the count loser thus far? And Plenty of names come to mind. You got A-Rob. He's like one for eight career. Garrison Lasser about 0 for, 0 for 13, 0 for 16. He's something bad. Brighton's been pretty terrible. Patrick Maller, I think, is 0 for 96 in his whole career. But the but who it actually is, it's actually my girl Molly Babe for asking me, what does the count mean? What? Excuse me? And that's why Molly Babe is the what's the count loser thus far this year. She might end up winning that this whole time. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be tough to beat. 
Now let's go to the breakthrough performance of the field. Who had the breakthrough performance thus far? And y'all, it's my boy Alt, my boy Ox, my boy Ox, my boy Volk. He freaking, with that setting the Bumble record of 62 matches in a two-day span, that is a breakthrough performance, setting records left and right. Hey, but next time I need you to capitalize off that, Michael. I need you to capitalize off those 62 matches. All right, let's keep her moving. Let's keep her moving. Let's go to our next segment. Let's go to the Hit King. We got to discuss it. We got to discuss who's going to be the top of the top of the SEC hit list all time when the career is up. We got the that's right. We got the battle between Bangum Mangum and to plant the seed in you. Let's see where they're lining up. They're trying to catch, as we all know, Mr. Furness of LSU, who's at three fifty-two. So let's go to Jake. Jake now has 22 hits on the year. He's at 297 for his career. So he's getting closer and closer to 300, just three away. Then we got, then we have Duplant the Seed in you. He has 21 hits on the year. He's at 289 for his career. So he's still he's still uh, 11 away from 300, but he is eight away from Jake. So he's Jake's got a nice little eight hit lead going into SEC play. I would like to like to see this lead extend a little bit. I know it's going to be tough. We're going to see a lot better pitching. But hey, Jake, do plant the seed in you. I know you are killing it. Y'all keep it up. Y'all keep giving me a lot of stuff to talk about. Hey, happy late birthday to Jake. I know you probably got lucky that night because we had a double header and then Saturday's game was washed out. So I'm sure, you know, maybe celebrated a little bit. And that's what I'm freaking talking about. Y'all keep it up. All right, let's keep her moving. Let's keep her moving. Next segment I have for y'all, we have one of my favorites, one of your favorites, Dinger City. That's right. We're going to be talking about who's hitting the dingers off the field. And most importantly, who's hitting the dingers off the field, which we all know who did this weekend, baby. Woo! Woo! But hey, let's start with on the field. Let's start with on the field. Where Foskey now has five dingers for the dogs, leading the way. And Skelton has four now. And y'all, I never would have guessed that Foskey Skelton would be leading the way one, two. I never would have thought that. Never ever. I know my boy Wooten, he had Foscue leading the way for the dogs, which is awesome. They're both crushing it. I love seeing this. It's great things for the dogs. We also have Thomas Dillard of Ole Miss and South Carolina's Olsen are leading the SEC. They're both tied with seven. Both tied with seven to lead that lead the way. But now hey, let's go to this. Let's go to my performance this past weekend. Where I have live broadcast of my AB. Let's go to it right now. Now stepping up to the plate, coming in at six one, a buck eighty six from the Brick City, USA, Mister Spectacular, Sanford Parks. Ah, oh, he's looking great as he's stepping up to the plate. A lot of swagger, one might say, as he's batting. And he steps to the plate. The pitcher pitches the first pitch. Oh, ball outside. Ball outside. A little bit out. Stanford gets the sign from the coach. Ah, shakes off the coach. Said, no, coach. I know what I'm doing here. Stanford looks at the pitcher. Smirks a little bit. And then here comes the pitch. Oh, it's a hanger. It's a long drive. Deep to left. Deep to left. And it is gold. Put it on the board. Yes, a 375-foot shot 
into the lofts in left field. Holy cow! Holy cow! And he's Mr. Parks is just pimping around the bases with the buffest swag you have ever seen. You can touch them all, Stanford Reed Parks. You truly are Mr. Spectacular. Let's keep her moving. Next segment, we have ball four, which of course is where I give you four bold bets, and you should take them to the bank because they're going to happen. And hey, y'all, it's March Madness. It's March Madness. There's conference basketball tournaments and basketball going on all across the country. So I'm going to give y'all three three quick winners on who's going to win some of these tournaments. Let's start with the Big Ten. Let's start with the Big Ten. You got Michigan State. These are odds to win the Big Ten tournament. Michigan State's at plus 140, Michigan plus 175, Purdue plus 300, and Wisconsin at plus 600. Hmm. Y'all, listen. Michigan State, they're going to go they're going to go farther in the NCAA, the farthest in the NCAA tournament. But to win the Big 10 tournament, I'm taking Purdue at plus 300. That's right. Take the Boilermakers. Take the Boilermakers at plus 300. They're going to they're going to they're going to shock you here. They're going to win that. Now let's go to the Big 12. Big 12 tournament. Odds to win this. You got Texas Tech at plus 140. K-State at plus 350. Kansas at plus 400. Iowa State at plus 600. And Texas at plus 900. Look, the answer is obvious here. Y'all take Kansas at plus 400. Look, this is the first time in over a decade that they didn't win the Big 12 regular season uh, title. So, hey, they're going to be a little mad about this. So, take Kansas at plus 400 to win the Big 12. Now, let's go to the SEC tourney where we got Tennessee's at plus 175, Kentucky at plus 175, Auburn at plus 500, LSU plus 550, the Dogs are at plus 1200, and T-Suns at plus 4000. I got to go with Kentucky here. I'm going to take the Cats at plus 175. Look, they're going to have the most fans in Nashville. I'm pretty sure that's where. Yeah, it's in Nashville. They're going to have the most fans. It's going to be a sea of blue. It's going to be basically like playing in Rupp Arena. I'm taking the Cats here. All right, last bold bet I have. Will I get lucky back-to-back weekends? We have yes at plus 200. No at minus 185. Look, y'all. I have another wedding this weekend. My boy Peter's getting married. And hey, if history repeats, I'm hot at weddings. I thrive in weddings. Weddings love me. I love them. And you got to take yes at plus 200. That is a lot. So let's let's review. Big 10, we got Purdue to win the tournament, plus 300. Big 12, we're going Kansas at plus 400. And SEC, we're going Kentucky at plus 175. And of course, we're taking your boy at yes to get lucky at plus 200 is gonna happen take all four of the bank y'all don't be a fool come on now let's keep her rolling let's keep her rocking and rolling let's move on to a segment scoreboard let's see let's review the picks from last week then let me give you the predictions for the first sec weekend let's first start with last weekend we had arkansas taking a lot of tech I had an Arkansas sweep, but they ended up only taking two or three. We had the Vols taking on Fresno State. I said the Vols would take two out of three, which they did. They finally got their first loss. I told you all that would happen. Then Kentucky taking on Middle Tennessee. I said Kentucky would take two or three. They end up with a sweep. That's a big sweep for them. They need to get things rocking and rolling. We got Vandy. They took on Illinois State. I said a sweep. They only took two or three. 
We had A&M taking on the Zags. I had A&M with the sweep. They just took two or three. I had Missouri sweeping Northwestern, which they did. I had T-Sun taking just two or three from UAB, but they swept them. I had Bama sweeping North Kentucky, which they did. I had a Cox sweep versus Valparaiso, which they did. I had Georgia sweeps Presbyterian, which they did. I had LSU sweeping California. They just took two or three. Those are some good games there, too. LSU, oh, a few red flags, Tigers. A few red flags. I had Auburn taking two or three from UTSA. They swept them. I had Florida sweeping Yale, the smart guys. They did. And, of course, I had the dogs sweeping Maine, getting the revenge, which they did. But, hey, now let's go to this weekend's picks. Let's go to this weekend's picks. First SEC weekend. Let's get right to it. Dogs at Florida. Big weekend. Top 10 matchup. It's going to be awesome. And, look, I'm taking the dogs to take two or three here. I think we'll drop one. But I'm going to say dogs two or three. We got the most surprising team, Tennessee, at Auburn. Hey, this is Tennessee's best, easily best team they've played all year. I'm giving the advantage Auburn. Auburn to take two or three. Georgia at South Carolina. I love this series. I think it's going to be a great one. I can see it going either way. But I'm going to give the advantage to my Georgia Bulldogs because I think they're going to Omaha this year. Georgia two or three. Mizzou at the Hogs. Interesting little series. Missouri's not that great. Arkansas can really hit the ball. Hmm. I'll go Hogs. Do I think they'll sweep? <sighs> yeah. Hogs sweep. Hogs sweep the Missouri Tigers. You heard it. I'm going to Hogs sweep. All right. Bama at T-Sun. I'm going to say T-Sun takes two or three. I think Bama will sneak one. Vandy at AM, cool series here. I'm gonna say Vandy takes two or three. AM sneaks one. Kentucky at LSU. I think Mingione and Kentucky will get one, but LSU will take two or three. So, alright, let's review. We got Dogs taking two or three from Florida. Auburn two or three from Tennessee. Georgia two or three at South Carolina. Hogs sweep from Missouri. T Sun two or three from Bama. Vandy two or three from AM. And LSU two or three from Kentucky. All right, last segment that I have for y'all today. New segment, breaking news, new segment. I had the best names on each team in the SEC. Who has the coolest name on each roster for the SEC teams? Let's get ahead and let's start looking right into her. Let's start with Tennessee, where we have the number one coolest name on them, for them, is Zach Lingenfelter. The Lingenfelter, just Delter, just Belter. Boom, Zach Lingenfelter. That's a cool name. Now let's go to Georgia. Even cooler name here. We got Zach, another Zach, Zach Christofock. <laughs> I can't make this up, guys. Zach Christofock. Y'all, 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 just think about all the things you could do with that name. Christofock. That's right. I didn't stutter. Now let's go to the Cox, where we have Cole Ganopoulos. Cole Ganopoulos. Gonopolis, Gonopolis. You know you can do a lot with that name too. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Now let's go to Florida where we have Roberto Pena. Roberto Pena just wanna bang ya. That's my man there. Then from Missouri we have Cameron Swanger. Cameron Swanger just banged her. Boom, 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 boom. Then for Kentucky, the coolest name is Kyle Music. A little music to my ears. A little string music. Mr. Kyle Music. You know he gets all the babes with a last name like Music. 
And then, hey, let's go to Vandy, where the coolest name for Vandy is Kumar Rocker. Oh, Kumar Rocker. Out of Fokker. Yeah. Yeah. He probably gets that all the time. No doubt about it. Now let's go to the West. Let's start with T-Sun. And my favorite name on them is Cole Zabowski. It reminds me of like a soccer game. Somebody just scored Zabowski! Something like that. It probably happens all the time. Then we go to Bama. My favorite name was Johnny Hawk. Johnny Hawk. I mean, can you imagine if he names his kid Mike? It'll sound like this. Mike Hawk. Mike Hawk. What does that sound like? Mike Hawk. Yeah, that's right. I know you're thinking. Y'all got it. All right. For Auburn, the coolest name I like here is Carson Skipper. Oh, come on. Last name like Skipper. That's dope. I like that. I like it. That's a cool last name. Skipper, I'm babe. And then we got for the Hogs, we have Zubalin Vermillion. Zubalin Vermillion. Dun, 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 dun. That just sounds like he's from royalty. Sounds like he's from like... I don't know, somewhere out east, somewhere in the mid-east, and he's probably like a king or a god there. That's what it sounds like. Now let's go to LSU, where we have Giovanni Dugasimo. I think that's how you pronounce it. (laughs) I'm not really positive, but I'm going with that. And then for A&M, we have two cool names. They have Mikey Honer. Mikey Honer got a boner. Mikey Honer got a boner. You know he got that as a kid all the time. But hey, and then of course, the coolest name for the dogs. Y'all already know this. It's Rowdy Jordan. Anyone with the name Rowdy is awesome. That's why I'm going to name my future kid. Rowdy Reed Parks. Hey, Rowdy Reed, I'm babe, I'm babe, I'm babe. Still the number one name. But hey, thank y'all for listening to Son of a Pitch. I'm the host you love the most, Stanford Reed Parks, and I will see you next week, fools.